We've been talking a lot about anxiety and COVID-19 and of course all these tips and tricks that can help you whenever you feel anxious. And that's why I'm here to talk about Revive Essential Oils. Whether you want to stimulate your mood, reduce irritable feeling, support woman's hormone balance, freshen up your room to get that clean fresh scent, set a peaceful mood to meditate, or boost your immune system. There's blends that improve your digestion, help you with coughs, soothe tight muscles, and kill bacteria. You have 100 money back guarantee within 100 days, free shipping on any order within the US, and free shipping over $50 to Canada, Mexico, Australia, and Singapore. Shop Revive on their website in the affiliate link in the episode description. Welcome to the Casually Normies podcast, a chit-chat where we dive into the real-life stories of young adults in the middle of their adulting journey. I'm your host, Karima Zidani, head of the content at Casually Normies. You won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, you'll hear everyday normal people just like you share personal stories about their growth, how it has impacted them, and the things they've learned along the way. Grab yourself a drink and let our talk settle in. Hi normies, now everybody is talking about changing their life after COVID. That's true, we are living a period of change. And to change is to reinvent yourself. Whenever a major change occurs in our life, such as quitting a job, moving out, leaving someone, facing a tragic event, it is an opportunity to reinvent yourself. We are faced now with a global pandemic that happens once in a lifetime a great opportunity to change and take an important decision to choose who we want to become, to reach our full potential and to grow. I have reinvented myself several times in my life. I rise from the ashes, as they say. I experienced burnouts during 80% of my life. We all go through these battles in life. We make mistakes and face difficulties and challenges that keeps us from moving forward. The important thing to learn is how to get stronger and how to get better than you were yesterday. However, that's easier said than done. Many of us find ourselves blocked by certain limitations that prevent us from achieving our goals, advancing in life. It can be super frustrating, especially if you've been feeling this way a while now. Here's some good news. Um, It is possible to take control of your actions and reactions to work with them in your advantage. Now listen to Unika Anderson, uh, the author of the Glow Up book, and get to know her intriguing yet inspiring story and how she finally reinvented herself and made a change. Thank you so much for joining Unika, our show. Um, first question I would like to ask you uh, and tell you at first, like you have a very inspiring and motivating story and have been really on a path to a better quality of life thanks to personal development. How did actually increase your own level of skills? Well, um, as you know, I grew up in foster care. And um, I started dancing um, as a teenager when I was 17. 
So um, basically my love for self-help and books, um, I used to love to read when I was a little girl, but I read fiction. And as I grew up, I didn't have any parental guidance or anybody to be on my back about doing good. I had to want that for myself. I also didn't have anyone to go ask advice to because my friends were, you know, all like how I was dancing, you know, just living in the street. So I didn't really have anybody to go to as far as a mentor. So I drew back to reading, which is what I always loved um, since a little girl. And I started reading self-help books um, because they have a lot of questions Um, a lot of answers to the questions that we have about life. A lot of things that we wonder about ourselves, it's it's all in books. So I remember reading um, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And I really read the book, honestly, I thought I, you know, I I read it so that I could, you know, get money. But the book proved to be something much more um, because it talked about influencing your mind and um, auto-suggestion and just things to do with changing your mentality so that you can get aligned with the money or the prosperity or whatever you're trying to attract. And from there, I started reading um, Robert Greene, The 48 Laws of Power. Um, I read Dale Carnegie. Um, Of course, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read a lot of self-help books um, because I was trying to change who I was and I couldn't get those answers from the people around me. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Many ambitious people, like while pursuing a better quality of life, like normally bed themselves up uh, whenever they make a mistake. How our experience of growth would change if we went like a little bit easier on ourselves? I think we all have to realize that nobody is perfect. So if every time you, you know, mess up, you, you know, beat yourself up, you're kind of trying to be like a perfectionist and that's impossible because nobody is um, perfect. And I like to tell a lot of people, I didn't just change overnight. You know, it was plenty nights that I went in the club and I said, okay, I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to drink. And I did it anyways. And I was disappointed in myself. Yes, but I'm not going to, you know, beat myself up I'm going to figure out okay um why do I keep making the same mistake what in my mind is triggering me to make the same mistake um and then I would work to fix it um I feel like a lot of people if we embrace our journey um if we trust due process we would know that you know mistakes happen Now, if you are continually making the same mistake on purpose, just because you feel like, okay, I could try again, no. But if you are on your journey and you make a mistake, things happen. Just focus on, instead of dwelling on the mistake, dwell on how to fix the mistake. Dwell on how you can avoid this mistake from happening the next time. So I think it has a lot to do about the mentality and what you dwell on and what you think about is what you attract. So the more you keep thinking about, you know, what you did wrong, you're going to keep attracting the circumstances that are going to make you do wrong. So I feel like everyone should focus not on the mistake, but how to correct the mistake so that it doesn't happen again in the future. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yanika, what are the values that help you to make critical decisions and that you hold on into too tight? Like One of my biggest values that I have is setting boundaries. Um, I like to say that, you know, if it doesn't improve my life, if it doesn't have something to do with what I'm trying to do with as far as my future, um, I would just, you know, not have anything to do with it because a part of growth and personal development is alignment and everything that you do, not saying that you're going to be perfect, but everything that you do, you have to make sure that it is aligned with your future and aligned with what you're trying to do. So a part of that process is setting boundaries and knowing you know, who do I need to deal with? What type of people do I need to be around? Where, what places do I need to be in? And do you need to promote some things in your life? And do you need to demote some things in your life? So I feel like boundaries is setting boundaries and just knowing when to say stop. I don't want to hear that. Or knowing when to say, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Um, so I feel like that is one of the most essential things that you could have on your personal development journey yeah so we know that all good things that we want in life require efforts right uh, sometimes <laughs> be painful and cost you a lot how much pain is okay to endure for the sake of growth i really feel like um when you're growing the pain well, this is from just my standpoint. Um, when you say how much pain are you willing to endure, it depends on how bad you want what you want. And not to the point where you're physically hurting yourself to get what you want, but everything falls apart before it comes together. And you have to go through the storm. Um, you have to go through those things. And I feel like as long as you are not physically harming yourself or others I feel like as long as whatever pain is coming is coming from the process it's not coming from you know any other outside influences I love the song it's kind of like the song says no pain no gain um everything in life that you want is not going to come easily and I feel like a lot of people if they actually realize that they wouldn't give up so easily. A lot of people give up because of the pain or because of the hard work. And it all depends on how bad you, you know, want that. It was so many nights that I went through the pain of crying. Even now, sometimes I cry because, you know, I'm not big like Oprah, like I want to be, but I'm getting there. So there's a certain level of, um, there's a certain level of pain and trials and tribulations that you have to go through um, in order to get it. So I feel like the pain that you, in, the pain that is enough for you to endure depends on how bad you want that goal. Because if you don't want any pain, then you're not going to have any gain, like the song says. So it all depends yeah. on you know, how much you want what you are going after. 
True. No pain, no gain. <laughs> so when we have to come through uh, some negative situations, it creates anger and frustration. How to gain a positive perspective that leads to a valuable lesson and growth instead of complaints and self-pity? Well, you know, I'm a big advocate for the law of attraction. So I really believe that what you dwell on is what you will attract. Um, whenever I'm in situations, I, you know, I always think about what can I do to get out of this? You know, you can only throw a pity party for yourself for so long. You can only be mad for so long until you have to move on. And um, I was reading, I was listening to an audio um, from Abraham Hicks, The Law of Allowing. And sometimes you have to let things flow and you have to deal with um, your issues. So I feel like instead of dwelling, you have to figure out, you know, new ways to deal with that issue. And instead of being mad about trials and tribulations, and instead of um, relishing in your pain, you have to allow that to happen. You have to, you know, face it, acknowledge this is what happened, but always think of new ways to to solve the problem. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, So that one way of skinning a cat of self-pity, that's not going to help anything. So you just have to think of new ways. Um, In my book, The Glow Up, I have this process called brainstorming sessions. And I use it for my creative process, but I also use it for when I'm in a problem. When I have something going on and I don't really know, you know, what to do. And yeah, I'm mad. Yeah, this is a mistake. But I I sit down in solitude and I write the problem. All right. You know, this is my problem. This is what's going on. And I list all the ways that the problem can be solved. And if I do it this way, what will it get me? If I don't do it this way, what will happen? Um, so I think people really need to sit back and instead of being so mad, just sit back, take some time, write out your problem, look at it on a piece of paper and think of the different ways that you can get out of that instead of dwelling on it, because that's what's going to attract more. That's true. Um, the majority of us spend time on the activities which are urgent and not the one which are important. So how to spot and pri- prioritize the activities that have long-term value? Well, I was reading um, a book by Stephen Covey, um, First Things First, because I was trying to work on my time management. And he said something, and I never really thought about it, but when he said it, it it really clicked and he said humans live in a state of urgency just like say for example your phone bill um if your phone bill doesn't automatically come out before auto you know auto billing our phone bill we will wait until exactly that day or exactly you know when it's time to pay the phone bill to pay the phone bill and wait till it's urgent um, with any bills or light bills or something that's due, when you have to study for a test or you have to do a homework assignment, you'll wait until it's very close, like almost time, and then you get it done. And he said, if you do things when they're important, instead of waiting until they get urgent, then you won't always be in this anxious state and always in this state of urgency where oh, it has to get done now, because that's really a state of panic. 
and he said that um, the reason why um, humans live in a state of urgency is because they like to feel like they're getting something done. They like to, if you knock out an urgent task, you feel like you've done something, but because you were in a, in a state of crisis, a state of urgency. But if you handle things when they come up, like my life coach says, if I have to do something, I'm going to do it now. I'm not going to wait until it's almost time for that thing to be done. Um, if we do things while, there are, while they are important, then we wouldn't have to live in that anxious state of urgency. So I would tell people, if you have something to do, if you want to do something, do it now. Um, if you wanted to have a business, but you don't have everything, you don't have all the money to get the building and the permits and everything, you don't have to wait until it's a state of urgency to get that done. You can start, you know, where you are or start while things are important and don't wait until, you know, things get urgent and then you won't be in that um, chaotic state. Yeah, great analogy, by the way. Um, too often we let rejection that occurred in the past to hold us back from experiencing the present uh, to its fullest. How to perform a self-evaluation and find out our true current value and get right, rid of the, the old roadblocks that are, that are actually preventing us from making progress? Well, I always like to believe, you know, what is meant for me is meant for me. And I like to look at the learning experience out of everything. Um, I actually had a situation where mm -hmm. I could have given up on my book tour. Um, I had a podcast that I was supposed to be on mm -hmm. and it was kind of like a, it's not like a personal growth podcast. It was more like a talk show gossip podcast. Mm -hmm. And so this was like when my tour was first starting and basically they rejected me. Like they didn't, want me on the show because I didn't fit you know the gossip and the you know the that genre that yeah. crowd and yeah yeah so I could have took that rejection and said you know what I'm just not going to do my tour I'm just not going to do my book tour I'm just not going to try to be on anybody's podcast I could have took that and said that but I had to think and I had to tell myself, like, it's not you. And I think everybody needs to know that you're not for everybody. And I had to realize that I'm not for everybody. I'm not for the people that want to hear gossip and want to hear me tell all my personal business. I'm, I'm not for that person. I'm not, um, you know, for any, you know, thing that's bashing other people. That's not what I'm about. So I, I, if people will understand that, everybody's not going to be for you. You have to find your people, your tribe. Um, too many times people let rejection, you know, stop them. And when you think about it, the inventor of the light bulb, he didn't just make the light bulb in one day. And the people that he wanted to help him, they rejected him. They told him, no, like, you're crazy. You can't do that. And they rejected him. What if he would have took that rejection and took it personal and thought it was him, we would have all been living on light by the sun in the sun alone. We wouldn't have had lights in our house if that person would have took that rejection and everybody thinking he was crazy. If he would have took that personally, he wouldn't have, we, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Um, so I feel like people should not take rejection so personally. It's not something 
personal. Like, I feel like if everyone knew that, the world would be a better place. You have to find your tribe. You have to find your calling. You have to find your niche. Um, you can't let, you know, a rejection stop you. And I feel like we also should see what did we learn out of that rejection? And okay, I got rejected this time. What can I do so that next time I won't get rejected? And that's what I did. I said, you know, next time I'm not going to reach out to, you know, gossip or like talk show people. I'm going to reach out to people that I feel like want to hear what I have to say and people that I feel like can relate to me. So I feel like just don't take rejection personally and keep going because a lot of people have been rejected. A lot of wealthy, famous, you know, phenomenal people, they've all been um, rejected. So I feel like don't take that. Don't take it personally. That's it for this episode from Casually Normies. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Casually Normies. And if you wish to be featured on future episodes of the podcast, just click on the link in the show notes to submit your application. Bye.